Hello, it is I. It's Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline Kitzman. And guess who else is here? Guess. Just guess. Can you guess? Ah, just tell him. It's me. It's a Gabe. Gabe's here. Uh, super excited to have Gabe on the podcast, and we are doing uh, a little different of a thing today. I think uh, for a lot of you who follow my Instagram, which is Awakened Tarot as well, same name, what a coinky dink, uh, that I posted about people sending in their nightmares for us to read, and we have gotten none. However, you know, like, it's also, it's harder to send things in if you, you know, you think everybody is sending them in and whatever else, regardless, we... Well, maybe they need a little taste of what it's supposed to sound like first. Okay, you just made them sound creepier. And well, not they in are a spooky... creepy. <laughs> yeah, but like not in a spooky way. Oh. <laughs> like, Sorry. Send they're... us your nightmare. They're not that type of nightmare. <laughs> mm, are, are you sure? How do you know? You be the judge. Okay. Freud. Hmm. It, well, at that point, everything is sex. <laughs> and and penis issues. Anyway, so uh, what we're going to do is Gabe and I are going to tell each other our spookiest nightmares. And then I guess Gabe wants me to do a reading for his. So after I tell mine at the end, I'm going to make him do a reading for my nightmare. Dun, dun, dun. That's, a, that's my actual nightmare. Because my nightmare hasn't Just actually happened. This yet. entire I, situation. Yes, reading, oh. reading for you, <clears throat> reading okay. for you on public television. I'm such a fucking idiot. Listen to this. So you know when you're describing the dream, there's like a you can have deja vu, which is like re- believing you've done something before, and then there's another French phrase for when you've dreamt something before. But in my head, rather than saying what that word was, I tried to say denouement. Which has nothing. Game is very. Do you know what denouement is? No, are you just it's making a literary. things up? No, it's a literary. Never mind. Oh. The joke is going to be lost on like fifty percent of the people listening. But for those who do know what that is, they're like, ha ha ha, with their pinky out, with their English degrees. Well, what is it? You can't just. It's a. Oh, it's with the. Never mind. What is it? We'll cut my idiot out of this. <laughs> do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. For those who don't, a denouement is kind of like the last, like, cat. Now I'm, now I'm concerned that I'm wrong. <laughs> Google. <clears throat> it's like, is there any reason to ask a question these days? Or can you just Google it? Denouement. Should and the I... answer always just be Google it? Aha! I was right. Denouement is a French word that literally means the action of untying from a verb meaning to untie. The English word is pronounced like the French denouement. The last syllable has a nasalized vowel. That's not helpful. I need to know what it means. Ah, denouement. <laughs> so it's really late and we haven't eaten dinner. Here it is. I was right. <laughs> I thought it was going to say. Ah, I was right. Denouement. The final outcome of the main dramatic complication in a literary work. I was correct. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> yes, I was. I know that's what it meant. Anyway, here we go. So the breakdown of this is going to be Gabe's going to tell me his spooky, spooky nightmare. I'm going to do a reading, short reading for it. I'm going to tell mine. He's going to do a reading. We're going to end with the collective reading. And then I'm going to have y'all, if you're interested, send me your nightmares. Or you're going to hear more of mine. And they're all bad. They're creepy. They're not. (laughs) They're basically (laughs) dinosaurs saving the world.
That's a great dream. If you guys ever want to hear that, I'll start my own podcast just about this dream. It's so good. Yeah, he wrote it all down. There's a Word document. When we first started dating, he made me it's read like it. It's like a whole page long. It's great. It's not a whole page. It's more. It's long. <laughs> okay. Gabriel Kitzman, husband whom I love, bald man sitting across from me. Tell me your dream. You just reduced me to what I am. I'm taking that out. I don't know what that means. You just reduced me to what I am. <laughs> yes, you are correct. I did. I simmered it right down. You know what was left? You. Me? <laughs> All right. Here I go. I'm going to tell you a story. So I had this dream months and months ago. I'd say almost a year, but I don't think it's been quite a year. It it wasn't scary until the end. And I, I woke with a, with a start. Like I got up, I was breathing heavy, and I had to stay up for a little while. And like usually I turn on a movie whenever that happens so i yeah, can fall great. back asleep yeah it's her favorite she knows it whenever i've had a bad dream and, i wake up the tv is on and my heart's beating and, and all that stuff so so but the beginning of it is kind of it's kind of nice um so the the landscape is like the ruins of a castle in the forest it's it's pretty gray outside the the castle is not in pieces but it's definitely abandoned and it, it but it also doesn't look great um, so I'm kind of walking around this castle, which is up on like kind of a hillside in in the trees, and and this big black wolf dog. Wolf dog. Yes. Okay. Like. It's a dream. Sure. <laughs> that can be a thing. Okay. It was a wolf. It, it was a strange creature. I I would say like, I would say like half werewolf. Half duck, half wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it had no beak. You you shush. Um. So so I'm walking around these trails on on this hillside and and this and this big black dog comes up and starts leading me around and I, I don't know what this dog is who this dog is the grim but I can t the grim but I can tell that it is it's it's leading me leading me in the correct where like where I'm supposed to be walking and and avoiding the things that could be dangerous or the or the bad the bad places. So Minesweeper. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What? <clears throat> like the game on your computer. Like right? from the 90s? Yeah. I didn't have a computer in the 90s. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't get one until we didn't have a lot of money. Anyway. <laughs> stop interrupting. <laughs> so so we go through the castle. We look at some things. We look at some busted rooms. We go in these rooms and kind of analyze it. The dog is sniffing around and... Then we go back out into into these trails around the castle, and we're walking into the woods a little bit. And it's a little dark. It's it's getting dark outside. It was a gray day. It's like cloudy, and and then this dog like stands up, rears back, and like barks really or growls or whatever. It was really loud, and and it almost like turned into a big figure of a of a, a man or a werewolf or, or or it could have been a giant duck would have been <laughs> equally as scary thank you peanut gallery sorry and and that's that's what awoke me and and that's what and that scared me a lot like it doesn't sound scary when i just say it like that but that's definitely what scared me cuz i was kind of on edge the whole time going through these creepy creepy places and this busted ass castle i'm all by myself i'm well, there's... you weren't. You had a big duck wolf. Right. Well, there's there's no duck. <laughs> there's no duck anywhere. <laughs> so, 
So so I'm I'm scared walking around with this dog and and then it rears up and like yells at me basically at the end. And so that's that's what freaked me out. Oh yeah, that big quack. Goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's your dream. So big wolf led you through a castle. The castle was spooky. How did you feel when you were having the dream? Like when you were in the dream, like what did you feel? Did you feel sad or scared? <clears throat> Feisty? Quackers? I was hesitant. I, I didn't know if I was supposed to be following the dog. And so I sort of felt like going down a rabbit hole kind of like exhilaration. So now there are rabbits. Gonna stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. Well, I mean, so what we've got here for your reading, I pull three cards. Um, <clears throat> and these three cards are interesting because we have two major arcana and one minor arcana. Um, and I'll kind of get into the numbers on this too, um, and the colors and just kind of break down. So what's cool, and I think why Gabe wanted me to do this is that it kind of also gives a glimpse into like how you can use the cards in all different facets to interpret, especially something like a dream. Which don't always make sense and are very hard to like decipher on your own without, you know, doing something about it, even if it's just journaling. But I found that tarot is, is really good for stuff like that because I have a lot of strange dreams. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that dinosaur one. Back to the dinosaur. Anyway, so what's really interesting here is when you're using tarot to interpret dreams, um, kind of look at the cards that you pull. So I like to pull in threes. That's just I get I feel like I'm at my most intuitive pulling in threes. And here we've got two major arcana and one minor arcana, which is telling me that something on a macro level was affecting the dream that you had. This isn't something in your personal life. Like sometimes we have dreams where we're walking down the street and then things that happen to us during the day or about like an issue we're having pop up. And I would say that at that point, that if you were to do a reading on your dream, you would probably end up with mostly minor arcana cards because that's a very personal thing. And the minor arcana deals with our everyday lives. But if you have a dream and the dream is a little bit more abstract, gothic, there are ducks, if you will. Uh, I <laughs> Gabe is so mad. He's never going to do this again. Um, You're quacking mad. <laughs> we'll delete that. Too. You're quackers. That's better. That's better. Uh, Wait, I'll say it. Okay. You're quackers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if it's a more abstract, you're going to end up, I believe, with more major arcana because what you're being called to learn or the thing you're being asked to like, kind of retain from the dream is a more like moral kind of lesson. Does that make sense? Like it's mm -hmm. it's... It's not so much helping you work through your daily problems. It's more didactic and that it's teaching you a grander macro lesson. So the cards that you've got here are Reverse Star, Strength, and the Seven of Swords. And again, I'm using the Smith Rider Weight deck, um, the, uh, the, the classic teaching deck. I just feel it's the deck that most people have. It's universal. You guys already know this. Anyway, so with this dream, let's start at first with breaking down the two major arcana. So in the reverse star, it's what I'm feeling here is that's being taken out of a comfort zone and putting being put somewhere where you're technically safe, right? Like nothing's going to hurt you in this dream, but also kind of flipping you upside down and making you explore this place you're unfamiliar with and uncomfortable with. And at the same time, like you in this dream were willing to trust this animal, right? 
which brings me into strength. The strength card is typically depicted with a person kind of opening the mouth of a beast. And that's kind of what you were doing. <clears throat> that's kind of what you were doing. You were trusting this giant animal to guide you through this kind of uncomfortable space. And it was really kind of taken in, I feel like the point of the dream was really testing your area of self-awareness, Seven of Swords. This, what exactly are you taking from the stream and are you thinking about later? So for instance, when you woke up from the dream, what was the most striking part of it to you? The two images that are stuck into my head even after months is... <clears throat> Me standing on this hillside in the darkened forest looking up at a... Was it stars? No. Dim, <laughs> dimly lit ruins of, a, of the gray castle. Okay. And then the other one is when the wolf stood up. I remember the eyes were red and um, it, it stood up man-like. I don't think it turned into a, a man or a human or anything, but it or was... Duck. Or a duck. I think it. I think we avoided duck altogether throughout the entire dream. Oh, it just yeah. That's not been the case so far, though. Goodness. And um and so that's what I remember is like my if if it were a movie, almost the whole screen was black except for the shaggy outline and some big red eyes. But how did you feel? At that moment, like I was being scolded. Like you were in trouble. Yeah. Okay. So is it possible that or you're warned? Well, is it possible that your fear was holding you back from really being able to explore? Like, your fear and being unable to trust this giant animal in front of you? Like, almost as if there was something large and kind of scary coming up that was asking you to go into an unfamiliar place, uh, but you weren't ready to follow it there yet? Perhaps, yeah. That would make sense. Boom! interpreted <laughs> that's also when we i think we're maybe first starting to talk about trying for kids for real okay so kind of maybe not the first time but i think it was it could have been around a, a big conversation that we had and yeah so expressing for, some of our concerns i mean yeah well especially because for i mean most people know on my instagram but for people that don't like we miscarried before we started actually trying for kids mm -hmm. well it was definitely before that because it was it was a, or okay. later part of last year, like probably in it was around a little bit after our wedding in okay. October. So yeah, so a little bit a little bit after that, it was about Christmas time. Like mm -hmm. I around yeah, that's when I yeah. got pregnant, and so then a lot of a lot of high stress in that time. I I feel like yeah. that it could have been hovering around, but <clears throat> well, if you had followed the dog, like if you had actually like followed the dog duck. Oh, oh I did. I've, I've well, yeah, at the beginning, but if, like, when it had, like, so, like, let's say, like, you were in this unfamiliar place of just, like, we just got married, oh, right? and then, like, I went and then if they had into gotten, the dark forest. I'd... Yeah, if you had trusted them enough to follow them through, do you think that things would have changed or been different? Like, it might have just been, like, this metaphor of, like, even, like, a warning, like, hey, like, things are going to get harder or scarier or whatever else, but you have to be able to be brave enough or trusting enough to follow to get through the forest. That would be a very obvious way of looking at it, yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. Yep. Yep, yep. It's not talent, it's See, even, just obvious. Even the listeners are probably like, well, it's obviously because of this and this and this, and you're complex, that's this and this and this, but... 
Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got a duck complex. <laughs> I think you have a duck complex. I absolutely do, but I'm not afraid to admit it. Whatever. Okay. So, I am now handing you the deck of cards, and we're going to jump into my dream, right? Let's hear it. So, this is a dream, unlike yours, that I had years ago. So, and around the time I got my first tarot deck, so it was the summer of 2016. Yeah, so it was the summer of 2016, and I had just gotten my tarot deck, and I was kind of, I've always kind of been in a position where... um I've seen ghosts or spirits um, since I was a child, and there's always been that intuitive mindset, but I got turned off for a really long time due to depression and eating disorder, and then started to come back, and especially kind of with a force when I got my first tarot deck. Um, I think you can attest, because you were there, just how quickly tarot and I kind of connected, um, which I've talked about, I think, on this podcast before, earlier on. So she was really into it. Yeah. I mean, night one, I was like, I have to sleep with the deck in my hand. I don't understand. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And you but stayed with it. me. <laughs> but so I had this deck and I I kind of got into this mindset or I started having these strange dreams where things were talking to me. Like it just be it, everything that had happened to me as a, as a child that had stopped when my depression and eating disorder kicked in kind of evaporated and everything just started hitting me like a wave after wave after wave after wave and um, <clears throat> culminated in this dream that I had where, and it felt very real, but it also felt, it, the beginning starts a lot like a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so Gabe and I were driving and we were singing along in the car and Gabe does this thing where he refuses to like actually like use a GPS. He just kind of looks at the map on his phone. So we got lost and the car died because we didn't have, there wasn't a gas station on this road, but it died in front of this large mansion. So we get out of the car because we don't have any other choice. Um, we talk about it, like, what do we do? Our phones, our cell phones don't work. Um, we need to call AAA. We don't have any gas and we're running out of battery. So... Gabe and I talked, and he kind of convinced me that we needed to go up to this large mansion and ask if we could use their phone, and Gabe also said that he had to pee. So we go up to the door, and I knock, and a man opens the door, and it creaks open, and he looks at me, and I was not scared. It, at this moment, I was just more wary, like, what are my, what are we getting ourselves into, was, like, what I thought. And I was... And Gabe can attest, like, I'm a naturally apprehensive person anyway. So, like, I am not the person that's like, yeah, we should definitely go inside that fucking mansion. But the man pops his head out, and Gabe kind of takes over and explains that we need to use a phone, and he, he needs to use the bathroom. Our car died right in front. And the man looks at us, and he's wearing almost this, like, ritualistic, like, toga. And he looks at me specifically, and he goes... Yes, of course, that's fine. You can, of course, use the phone. But I have to tell you that when I bring you to the room with the phone, you can't look at anything else. If you look at anything else, you'll have to stay here. And Gabe and I were like, okay. So I'm kind of, at this point, I'm a little bit scared. Not, like, petrified. Not scared enough that I was to wait in the car while Gabe went in. 
So I'm holding Gabe's arm, and the man leads us through, like, this kind of back hallway, and we can hear people, like, talking. And you can almost feel, like, this energy in this large mansion, like, something is about to happen. We've not interrupted something, but we've come in in the middle of some sort of gathering. So the man in his outfit leads us into this room, and he brings us inside, and there is a phone, and Gabe picks up the phone, and the phone works. And there's a bathroom. Gabe's thrilled. I specifically remember him being like, oh, thank God, I have to pee so badly. So Gabe goes into the bathroom, and the man looks at me, and he holds the door, and he goes, the door is not locked, but if you look look outside this door, anything you see, and you will be with us forever. You can't unsee. You can't unlearn. You can't unknow. So he was not threatening me, but he was kind of giving me this choice, right? Like... If you, you can use the phone to call and get help, or you can look outside. And he shut the door, and he went out, and I hear music, and I hear people chanting, and there's a lot of, like, scuffling noises. Gabe comes out, and he goes, sounds like they're having a party out there. And he goes, do you want to peek and see? And I'm like, no, I don't want to peek and see. The man said if we saw, we'd have to stay here forever. Let's just call our way out, and... Eventually, like, Gabe goes to pick up the phone, and I can't help myself. I go to the door, and I I look, I look out, and everyone is covered in blood. Just, like, soaked head to toe in blood. And they're dancing and chanting, and there's candles, and they're twirling, and it's beautiful. Like, it is hypnotically beautiful. And you come over, and you look behind me at what is happening, too, and it wasn't, like... I was, like, scared, but not because it was a scary situation or what they were doing was bad. I was scared because it was so primal and strange and just not anything like I'd seen before. I couldn't understand really what it was, what I was seeing, but it wasn't enough for me to, like, holy shit, like, this is horrible, or wake up like you did after the duck howled at you. It was just, like... (laughs) It was just one of those situations of like, oh shit, like what I've seen, I cannot unsee. And I remember like we were about to close the door and the man who had led us to the back room from, he didn't leave what he was doing, but he saw us. He made direct eye contact with me and I closed the door and then I woke up. And I mean, like you're going to do a reading so I'll let you kind of, t- I have like, I have theories, but I'm going to let you do, do this reading on this absolutely insane dream I had, which yeah. had infinitely less ducks than yours. How can you be sure though? <laughs> Did you see everything? Were there ducks present? You know what? It was a huge house. Could have been a whole room full of them. Don't Rubber duckies. ducks are coming from, but they're coming. All right. So you're going to do a reading now for me, right? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Doing a little shuffle action. I do remember when when you had this dream, and I remember you telling me about it, but I didn't real, I didn't remember everything about it. I forgot that I was instigating the whole thing. And so intent on urinating. When you gotta go, man. All right, pulling three because that's what Jackie does. Well, you don't have to. That's what I'm doing. <clears throat> I do the same thing, kind of. Alrighty. So, 
Are you reading backwards because you read runes backwards? Uh, yes. So, fun fact. Gabe reads runes and read runes before tarot. Well, you can tell them. It's your whole story. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's kind of just a weird quirk. The first time I got into any sort of div divination was with runes. And you read runes from right to left um, according according to all the instruction books. And so I just kind of automatically started reading tarot like that. Um, and it doesn't really matter unless you're assigning a, you know, if there's a position for card one and card two or a purpose um, rather than just in succession. And Jackie does it all on her head, so it doesn't always matter for her. But for me, it, it kind of matters. Um, so like for the first card is the reverse knight of swords. And for me, that's sort of like an overview card and the next card is a is kind of a challenge card like what is your challenge or this is your challenge or this is what it's about and then the last card is your action that you should take so what he's talking about in regards to challenge and the second one is the the first one is overview overview challenge. the second one is challenge what is your challenge <clears throat> and the third card is your action so that's the spread that he uses when he pulls tarot right okay Thank you. You're welcome. I don't use all the vernacular. Okay, so the first card, Knight of Swords in reverse. So you'll have to help me out with the meanings, Pierre. But um, is is the Knight of Swords one who pursues the truth? That's a good way to... You could talk about like the action of that card being pursuing the truth. I, I always think of like... That's I like that. Okay, that's, that's sort of what I was, what I was getting from it. Um, and bear with me here and I'll, I'll go through my interpretation of the reading and then maybe you can elaborate on the cards and sure. correct me. Um, the queen of cups is also in reverse and that is in, excuse me, the challenge place. Queen of cups is, I know that's a card that Jackie pulls for herself sometimes. Yeah. Um, in, in regards to her intuition um and and other water like qualities which which also relate to intuition mostly and emotions <laughs> intuition <laughs> i'm trying mostly. to explain which is i, I have like an, other watery things intuition mostly <laughs> people who I'm listen sorry. to the podcast will know what i mean and uh um so the challenge may be that um in opening up her intuition in that it may have been blocked by by this door, basically, this this man who was re who was saying that you you can't leave if you look, like that was maybe an embodiment of her fear, um, in and maybe what else may have been blocking her from kind of going down this new rabbit hole. I know we've mentioned rabbit holes before today, but um, especially since she very recently had just gotten her tarot deck. Pride Before. Stream. Um, and then the last card is the High Priestess um, Upright. Damn. Yeah. And... What a reading <laughs> for <laughs> myself. And so that is your action, which is to, I mean, to be the High Priestess, which is to, which is basically to pursue it, to go for it, and to seek out what you need to to perfect your intuition and hone those skills and keep your tarot deck and be okay with sleeping with it that's okay don't let your husband calling you weird 
make you lose sleep with your tarot deck. I won't. So good reading. Can I see the cards? Yeah. Thank you. Um, and these were in upright or in reverse, or did you flip them upright? However you read them is how I want to look at them. So I've done a lot of work on this dream. And is it okay if I talk about that? Slay like the work? It. Okay. So I've done a lot of work on the stream and interpreting it simply because um, it is a dream I know was meant for me to have indirect relation to the door you kind of open with tarot occasionally. I attribute the car stopping at the beginning of the dream to a chariot situation of my chariot stopped and we had to make a decision on what to do next. Um, and we didn't just stay in the car. We got out and we walked up to the door and I attribute the man opening the door and letting me come in as kind of this offering of you're kind of tiptoeing in this world right now. You're tiptoeing through the hallways. You have a tarot deck. You know that you can do these things, but are you, you know, like what level of exploration or ready are you, you know, kind of just dabbing my toe in the water, Queen of Cups. And then kind of walking into the room in that high priestess situation of literally being told that I have the choice to look behind the veil or not. Like, do I look, do I open this door literally and see beyond this veil and see what kind of more primal, intuitive, natural resources of channeling and spirit work there are? Do I really deepen into that? Do I go beyond just seeing the spirits that I've spent my entire life seeing and actually like talk and work with that world? Or do I close my eyes to it, get back in the chariot and continue on in like the lifeline rather than really entering the next phase of life? Um, the irony there is that around the time I was given my first tarot deck, I was really, um, I was very suicidal. Um, just not having an easy time. I struggle. I was very depressed. I don't know if like we were living together and I'm sure you knew, but it's, it's not something that I knew how to like really talk about or be open about. I was still kind of in and out of therapy and I had kind of been dealing with this realm of wanting to work with death. I could, I guess like in a completely different way. Uh, and I got this tarot deck and it kind of invited me into this new place of like behind the veil, like seeing things for what they are, understanding and using tarot as a tool to help me get a better grasp on my men my mental health. And at the same time, like being completely exposed to this world that once I saw, like there was no turning back from, like I wasn't going to get tarot and use it and then one day put it down and be able to just leave all of that behind. It was kind of this introduction into what was going to be my life from now on if I chose it. Uh, so it was this very interesting kind of like coin on one side, me being suicidal, and on the other side, me seeing behind the veil into like this deeper, more spiritual side of things that I'm reaching to not through death, but through choosing to live and open that door in a different way. Yeah. I, I see that. And I, and I do remember... I do remember that time period and you and we did talk about how you were feeling and some of your suicidal tendencies at that point. We did have some conversations about that. Um, and I do think like just thinking about the dream and like 
why all of these and I, and I know you probably won't go into details about what like what you meant by primal but I'm sure those things were meant to scare you because I think it was the fear of what was behind <clears throat> the door and that not knowing I and your pre I actually don't know if like they were connotation meant... almost you know I mean it was scary but getting a tarot deck is scary I mean when you really get into it like learning magic is scary or learning like your own learning about witchcraft or paganism it's all like that is scary it challenges what you think is normal because for the people i wasn't scared of the people in this dream were not evil they weren't bad they weren't trying to hurt me they were doing their own damn thing they were dancing they were having a blast their own party it was me out of the societal norm like having mm -hmm. this invitation in and that's what i was talking about like the societal norm that you sort of grew up in being more more traditionally christian and yeah um and the religiosity that you were exposed to was that was something that was abnormal definitely definitely abnormal and definitely something that even though my first tarot deck was given to me by my stepmom it like my dad was like great um, and a lot of people were kind of, kind of rolled their eyes at the whole thing. But I think that just to tap on, I was, they were not scary. They were not trying to scare me. It's basically when I say primal, it's a more, I, it was a ritual. It was magic. I was seeing things that normal people don't get to see the kind of stuff that happens behind the veil every time we light a candle or do something or, you know, the kind of thing that you, you become a part of when you dive into this world. And I really feel like the dream was an, almost like an explanation into what was happening that I I spent a lot of time de decoding and depicting. And it was actually the start of a six-month period of very, very bizarre dreams um, that maybe I will tell later. But yeah, mm-hmm. Gabe is t putting his finger to his wrist at me. I do that silently so that you don't have to say it. I don't care. So <laughs> it is now that part of the podcast where I come out and I talk about ducks. No, it's a collective reading. That was a bad one. I'm going to get better, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a collective reading. And for the next two weeks, the collective energy we are kind of swimming through is actually two cards. Two cards popped out at me. One is the reverse Ace of Wands and the other is the Seven of Wands. So we're in this fiery kind of location, right? Listen, like it's been kind of a wild... <laughs> like, I think on the last podcast, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had just passed away. Uh, and then this last weekend, Trump and like a lot of members of the GOP got coronavirus. Um, And we're in the middle of... What was what is a very contentious election season, and quite frankly, the collective reading is to not lose that hope, not lose that fire, because we have to be able to defend. We have to be able to defend and advocate for people, and you know, like wands has come up for me in regards to this pandemic a lot, just kind of like the wildfire spreading of it. If you are listening to a healer, and that healer says anything along the lines of COVID is not real, then that person is not a healer. Um, the essence of healing is that they actually want to encourage people to take care of themselves. And telling people that this virus is fake is not encouraging people's health. It's encouraging a lot of ignorance, which is 
a huge part of the problem that's not just happening in regards to the pandemic, but a large part of that ignorance is contributing to what is happening in regards to this election. You have to also, like, be willing to acknowledge what is real and what is happening and stay away from leading people down a more ignorant pathway that could end, it could end up getting sick and hurt. The same goes into the microcosm of our daily lives in regards to how we talk to people and how we try to give advice and help them. And in regards to the collective reading, we're just really being asked to focus on hearth fire, on fire that keeps people warm and healthy and helps them nourish themselves and not fire that helps them further destroy, that helps people further destroy themselves or their communities. Um, So I hope that made sense. All of that being said... We are about to log off and eat lasagna. We're very hungry. Um, If you want to send in a nightmare, you can do so by emailing awakenedtarotnashville at gmail.com. It's also on my Instagram. You can just hit the little contact thing, and it'll lead you to my email. Um, You can send it. We'll read them as we get them. Otherwise, you may hear Gabe and I talk about something spooky again um, this month in the near future. Uh, Rate, subscribe, review. Other than that, I'm done. Let's go eat. <laughs> Do you yeah. have anything to say? Yeah, I, w- I would say just when you're submitting nightmares, uh, let us know how you would like to be referred. Oh, yeah, I'm to sorry. As, um, and your pronouns. Please add your pronouns. Yes. Um, that way we can refer to you correctly or not at all if you prefer. Um, sometimes dreams can get personal and sometimes these readings can also get personal. So, and you can also clarify, you don't want a reading. You just want to share your nightmare as well. Absolutely. Um, but getting a reading from Jacqueline, the magnificent is always a treat and decoding a dream might be a pretty cool thing. I just gagged. Jacqueline, the magnificent. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was pretty cool. I just came up with it. All right. All right. Bye. Gabe, Gabe, take us out of here. Yeah, okay.